Options Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Morrison, and joining me for what will no doubt be a particularly loosey-goosey episode is my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we're, we're doing this uh, doing this old style This, this is a total Dio classic. We are remoting, like we're on Discord. Yep. We had to clap sync in. It was, it was weird, but we got there. We got there. Yeah. It's it's weird because I know you were literally like five minutes down the road. It's true. Yeah, like, you, were far, you were really not that far. It's, yeah, Honestly, I like, probably could have come over to your place, but it's too late now. We've come this far. Probably should have. Yeah. I probably should have thought that out. Hey, it's fine. Um, we, look, we all... It's fine. It is what it is. And it is... I, I am working on, on maybe getting like our like futon couch set up in here so maybe we can do that so <laughs> we we can like take it in turns a little bit more i think it's only fair but um but yeah no we're we're, we're doing this doing this online i'm, I'm solo dating because my wife's out at work so um someone's got to look after griff and while someone sleeps. is you it's me yeah it's usually me that's fine um but yeah, nice. Yeah, can't complain. Yeah, well, like as I said, very, very early on. I wanted to be upfront. It's going to be a very loosey goosey episode because honestly, not a lot's been going on. Vi- I mean, there's been lots nah. going on in the video game world, but it's all FTC, Microsoft, Sony, Activision, Blizzard, and I frankly just I don't have the energy for it. And it's just a new headline every five minutes based off a new paragraph in an email. Which, when it's yep. all blown over and the case is settled and whatever, and Microsoft gets to actually acquire Activision Blizzard, maybe then it'll be interesting. But for now, it's just like, oh, great. Like, they wanted to buy Square Enix. I'm not terribly shocked to hear that. Or, like, they talked about how they could price Sony out of market. Of course you can. You're Microsoft. You've got infinite money. So, like, it's just like, yeah. bleak to all of that. <laughs> so, it's- I... Yeah, it's pretty bleak, like, in some aspects. Yeah. It's like, the end goal is like, oh, that's, there's going to be some good stuff come from it, but, like, and it's yeah, just like all this, like, stone throwing. Watching just... watching Phil Spencer constantly just, like, have to eat shit, essentially. <laughs> like, yeah, we lost the console wars. I'm like, jeez, dude. <laughs> don't, first of all, don't, don't canonize the console wars. That's the last thing we need. Yeah. Just don't. No, don't do it. No, no, no. Don't make it a... Le- don't legitimize it. Like, it's just... Yeah. Don't it give, like... like a, a- Sony fanboys can just, like, quote this, like, court tri- court case now. Like, well, Microsoft, they admitted they lost the console wars. It's like, okay, good. Awesome. That's all the ammunition they needed. Cool. Yep. That's... Yeah. Fun. Hooray! Um, but, yeah. So, so it, yeah. that's a really long way of saying we're not talking about that. And since that yeah. sort of mostly dominated the headlines... Instead, we're just going to do a, like I said, Lucy, a goosey little quest log episode. Uh, but before we really get into the games we're going to be talking about, Joel, have you been? Have you been up to much? Um, not really. Uh, we, we well, this week we played our uh, second last game in our what the, like most of the players have been playing for eight years or so campaign um, of D anD D. And so we are literally at the end game now. The next, the next uh, session that we play will be a long one, and it will, it will be it. Like that's, that's it. What a run! We're wrapping this up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about. Like I've been playing as a part of it for probably like six or seven years, and 
yeah, it's it's wild. Like this has always been this like little this little constant that's always been there in various different forms and things. But it's like, oh, the, these characters are about to just go away now. Like they're just gonna go off into their own world and 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 wrap up. And it's pretty wild to think about, but. Um, I mean, I, I imagine yeah. it's an even more intense version of like when a TV show that you love finishes, or because like yeah. obviously you know you enjoy that story. It's an interesting fit in story if you're you know, hooked on the story, but it's a bit mm-hmm. different when you're actually creating it yourself, and then suddenly it's just over. So yeah, no, it, that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just, it's it's, it's, it's wild, really. Just the sort of thing about it. I've been sort of like mulling it over in my head all day today, and just sort of really sort of thinking about it and. Um, like one of one of the parents of the, of the kids at my work is um I, I noticed one day they were wearing a um a critical role jumper and I was like oh yeah and so I, I started talking to them about D and D and how we've been playing and and things like that and yeah so I mentioned to them today I was like oh uh, when they picked up their, their child I was like oh hey by the way um our campaign's about to finish like we're about to we are we have one session left and she's like whoa that is crazy and i'm like yeah it's pretty wild and so it's just sort of been like like yeah kicking around in the back of my brain um how like just crazy it is um because like you know you have these sort of things that sort of start and then they can sort of fall by the wayside and all that sort of stuff but um yeah like this is this is it we're, we're, we're almost there so um pretty wild stuff but apart from that, I've just been hanging out for this weekend, actually, because like, well, we're going to hang out tomorrow night. We're going to go see Gang Grumps. We're going to go see our favorite grumpy gamers in Melbourne. Yeah. They came yeah, all the they're... way over to lowly Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty excited for that. Um, like, and we've got, we've, got a good, we've got a good crew going as well, like some good friends of ours, and, and, and Ash is coming as well, so and we're making a bit of a night of it, so we're... Griffin's going to be staying at my sister's house and in a hotel room. And yeah, we're just going to, you know, live it up a little bit for a night, which will be nice. It'll be fun. And so unfortunately I have to run back here after it to go to work the following day, but yeah, that's just, that's, I am still looking forward to the evening. It should be good. Uh, have you Mm. been watching or playing anything? No, 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 not playing. Don't, don't answer that. That's, uh, (laughs) yeah, we have a whole segment for that. Ignore that. No no one heard that. You ignore it. And, and just pull back the curtain and spoiler alert, it's it's gonna be the whole show. Um Shh, but, it is though, like honestly. Um no, not really actually. I've just sort of I, I've had something on most nights this week. So when I haven't been like doing anything, I've sort of uh either just been hanging out and watching stuff like random stuff on YouTube or or, or whatnot, or Come whatever on. my son's watching. Come on, Joel. You, I think you mentioned it in our um, Discord chat we've got going on with the, some of our friends. Did you attempt to watch Secret Invasion? I have not yet, but... Yes, actually, I did watch... I watched the first three quarters of it and then yep. fell asleep. And then I was, like, falling asleep. And then I did finish the last 15 minutes of the first episode. So I have seen what happens. I kind of... I haven't gathered. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not... And I'm not, honestly, at this point, I don't feel the tremendous rush to i haven't heard i haven't heard great things about it and ff16 is right there so i'm like maybe i'll get to i've got i've got some time before the marvels when before you know i have to really watch secret invasion so it probably wouldn't hurt to have like at least a a few episodes under your belt to sort of like 
get into the swing of it. Um, I had I um, watched the most recent one, but I, I had yeah. the. I assume it's the hook of the first episode. I had that spoiled for me. Ah, like, oh, uh, right, yeah. It wasn't terribly of, surprising when I when I no. read about it. Um, yeah, I've I, yeah, I've I've read some other stuff about that about people are being in certain other movies and things like that as well. And I'm like, okay, interesting. I'll, we'll we'll see what happens there, but. Um, yeah, uh, it's like it's fine. Like it's it's good. Like I'll, I'll probably keep watching it. I don't know if I, it'll be one of those ones where I was like, I don't know what to watch tonight, and I'll, and I'll remember. Oh, I've got an episode of Secret Invasion to watch. Um, or hear me which, out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You could hear me out. You mm. could watch the rest of Gurren Lagan or Andor. Yeah, I should do that. I should do both those things. And I've also I've also been toying with the idea of actually committing to and finishing and and, and watching all of um Avatar: The Last Airbender as well. So also a good call. Yeah, because yeah, my wife's a big fan. Uh, also, uh, you know, himself and, and and good friend of the show. Broad is a massive fan. Also, of, a, good, uh, a good time to catch up as well with um more Avatar on the horizon. Well, that's the thing. Like I saw all that stuff that came out of the Tadam Festival last weekend or whatever, and um the Netflix festival. And um, I was like, oh. Not that yeah. stuff. Not that Avatar stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, but like that was what inspired me to just be oh, like, okay. I should really watch this. Like it wasn't like, that wasn't like the the be all end all, but it just sort of put it back into my mind. And I mentioned it to Ash and she's like, you fucking should watch it. She's like, it's really good. I feel, I like, Joel, I feel like for every person you know, there's a show that they would say that to you if you said, I'm thinking of watching yeah. this. You, every single person has one show. They're like, of course you should fucking watch that. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. For someone who consumes so much fucking pop culture media, like, there's so much shit that I just, I get shit for. Well, but the problem <laughs> is, Joel, like, there is so much. It's, it's honestly... I don't even know how you even begin to catch up on all of it. Like, no, it's impossible. It. Like, I, it's I, I had this thought to myself the other day. It's like it's video games related, but like, where, where, I think it was during the Ubisoft conference where I like skipped through all of the Assassin's Creed stuff. I'm like, I don't it, care for this. It I, is like, I don't. When you get to that point. Yeah, I was like, I don't need to worry about this. Like, I have zero investment in any of this, and it's kind of refreshing. Um, just to be like skip through and then like read the headlines later about it. I was like, eh, there we go. It's fine. It's like, oh, cool. It's, I'm excited for the people who are excited, but I'm just like, that's not for me. Thank you. Um, but then, yeah, for every one of those, I have like fucking Street Fighter 6 is sitting there and Final Fantasy 16 is sitting there. I'm just going, hey, hey, what's up? Tears are still like, there. Diablo 4 is out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I fucking bloody... Um, Lego 2K Drive made a <laughs> fucking Hail Mary save to try and get me to just go and invest in that game hardcore where they're just like, hey, what if we told you this season that we put in Dom's Charger and Brian's Skyline? And I was like, from Fast and Furious, I'm now, like, you fucking sons of bitches. Hear me out. They could also do that for the Hot Wheels game as well because they sell Fast oh, and Furious Hot Wheels stuff. I absolutely do. And you know what? Like, it's... It's th- those are the closest things I'm going to get to like a fucking half decent Fast and Furious video game. What are you talking so, about? There was that incredible game. Remember when it was like the closing crossroads. announcement of the Game Awards when it Vin Diesel fucking crossroads. came out and it was just like 
Oh my, I still I, think about that sometimes. There's going to be one day where I walk into like a JB Hi-Fi and I see that for 10 bucks or something and I just go, fuck it, I'm, fuck it. I'm going to see what it's like. Why not? I, it, it's hot trash from what I hear, but I'm like, yeah, why not? For that price, it's less than what I would have paid to go to the movies to see or to rent one of the movies. So like, <laughs> fuck it, why not? Oh God. Um, I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do it. But what about you, man? What, you, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I mean, as we'll touch on in my quest log, been very game-centric, and in the face of all the stuff that I should be watching that's new, as I'm still continuing to my binge of recapping Buffy instead, I'm like, I could watch all this new stuff, Yep. or I could just watch Buffy again. And I'm in season four now, so... I mean, it is the weather for a warm blanket, and that is the warmest yeah. of warm blankets in some in some ways. And I'm making it right this time, and I'm actually going to... I'm watching... I've got a list up. I've got a watch list up, and I'm going to actually yes. finish Angel this time. I haven't finished Angel, but this time I'm going to do it. And I'm with the Buffy in there, mixing up a bit, breaking it down. I'm hoping it'll make... It, like, not that Angel's bad. It's not that I hate the show. It's just that... Er, Sometimes less. I'm finding it less now. I'm actually committing to watching it, but sometimes I'll be watching an episode of Angel. I'd be just like, man, I kind of want to watch an episode of Buffy right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like there's some fun. There's some there fun is. episodes in there, there that is. I remember watching because I only watched it like piecemeal as well. Um, but it goes some places. It like does. it, it, it does. gets real weird. Like with what it's trying to do, and I was like, okay, interesting, interesting concepts you're throwing out here. Um. Great theme song though. Doesn't I mean the, the buff, the Buffy one's like fucking all time up. Yeah, yeah, it, the Buffy one we don't. It's doesn't need to be mentioned. It's it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I do like the Matrix ass font as well in the Angel intro. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's so like late nineties. I love it. It's, it's um, but yeah, it's it's a banger of a theme song. Yeah. But um, the cast is great too. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good show. I. I I enjoyed the bits of Angel that I watched, but I've never, yeah, like you, like yourself, I've never committed to it. Yeah, like um, I knew, I knew that Buffy cast members came across already because I'd seen bits and pieces. But it is still, I do like having um, Charisma Car- Carpenter as Cordelia there and um, Alex Denisoff back as Wesley. Yes, they, they're good. It's quality stuff. Um, but yeah, so but as I just did say, I'm, this means I'm also in season four of Buffy, which is not Ugh. a great season, although it does have some ridiculously good episodes in there. Like, one of the most recent ones I watched was Hush, which is... I mean... It's yeah. so good. It's so fucking good. It's it's an incredible episode of television. It's... Yeah. And it, it really sums up what... Like, how... The, the, the idea of Buffy could lend itself to so many different things. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got, like, coming up in, what, season five or six, you've got one smaller feeling, which is... I, like my personal top, favorite because easily I think it's easy top five episode of Buffett. We should Monday so, we'll do it. So good. We'll do an episode. We'll get brought and we'll rank them. <laughs> we'll just sit yeah, down we should do that. with a list of all the episodes of Buffy and we'll just that's rank cool. them. Yeah, that, that, that's some. It good would take beer, it would actually. take way too long. <laughs> it would be it, we make up for for the the, the loosey goosey episode we have now that we have some more structure to it. But and we could also um, we can talk about that Buffy game we want. Oh fuck. Just a remaster of that no, Xbox so I, one. I've decided who I want to make it. I want the guys who Ooh. made Seafood to make it. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah, fucking slow clap. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, give me a Buffy game from those guys. 
Oh man, that's a really, really good pick. Because as I've been watching Buffy, I've been thinking about you know again how much I just would love a, a new Buffy game. Um, obviously remasters of the old ones would be good because they were they were good for the time and mm-hmm. at a time when um I would say licensed like IP tie-in games weren't always great. They were better than they deserved no. to be. But if we got a new one, like yeah, give it to Slow Clap. Um, but yeah, that's so that's what I I've been doing. <laughs> It's it's hard though with like doing a Buffy thing because as good as Buffy is, an amazing uh, of a tel- television show it is. It's still got it's got that stigma attached to it now, which sucks. Nah, not taken away from me. I don't care about Joss Whedon. No, no, but I'm but I'm saying though for like uh, for a company to maybe like try and even begin to try and market a, a game in this landscape based around a property created by a person who is pretty garbage just, bring, I, I just guess get the for all, all original cast on board it'd be fine that's true actually except maybe oh, i don't know i don't know how nicholas brendan's doing these days i know he's been up and down but it's true but yeah. i up, up, up. let's face it you could you could recast Xander. yeah that's so that's one thing that's been interesting going back through buffy it's like oh xander i don't nah yeah. <laughs> it's like nah, nah man it, it's like it's funny because like he's supposed to be like the weak link of the of the Scooby Gang in general, and it just he is almost the weak link of that show in general. And I feel like they just don't know what to do with him sometimes. He's just um, he's just as unbearable as like a male character can get in almost every scenario. With with a, yeah. a main cast, it's got you know like you know Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> Alison Hannigan. There's like yep. Elijah Dushku. And um, now oh, I'm up yeah. to Emma Caulfield as well as Anya. Fucking oh yeah, Anya, ten out of ten, ten out of ten. Little character. drop of little drop of Felicia Day in there. Yep, towards the end. That's as right. Well. Yeah. yeah, and um, oh no, um, Tara's actor. Oh, um, I'm blanking on her name. Yep. Oh, God. I am too. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No uh, live fact check. Um, when I when I see it, I'm gonna be mad. Just so we're all clear. Oh, I am too. Like it's. And, and Amber Benson. Amber Benson. Amber Benson. God damn it. And also, also too, even though her character can be grating sometimes, but um, Michelle Trachtenberg as well. Yeah. Oh, no, I think, I, like, by the end of it, I don't... It's just, like, the, the season I yeah. think she feels grating in is probably intentional. Anyway, this this is not a Buffy cast. We've talked for Buffy it's, way it's longer really than not. I intended to. Hey, I'm down with it. It's just, fine. Like, it, it's making me go, do I... Do I re- Go and rewatch Buffy. It's all on like, Disney. It's all on Disney Plus, and because of the versions they have, sometimes like I was watching bad. an episode of Angel, and I was just like, "Yep, I definitely just saw the cameraman just then, <laughs> just like as it's Angel so doing like bad. stunt." I'm like, "Oh no, no!" It's like, like I, I'm, I'm all for polishing up like old stuff like that, like older stuff like that, and making it look a little bit more presentable. But don't make it widescreen when it's clearly not supposed to be. Like it's just. It's like it's it's an uh, it's like um fucking The Simpsons as well when they did that too like, but they did the opposite where they sort of like boxed it in and cut out jokes that were on the outside. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's mostly fixed now. I think it is because people were not happy. No. It ruins so many good Simpsons jokes. <laughs> I can't remember the one that everyone always brought up when they were talking about that when it first came on Disney Plus. Uh, I can't remember the joke that it was, but yeah, it was. Um, it, just, it just ruined a lot of good visual gags. Exactly. Yeah, it just it just made the show a little bit 
not make sense in some ways. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a yeah. They did the opposite with Buffy, where they're just like, oh, it's in widescreen. It's like, but should it be? Yeah, I, should, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be able to see that person there because they're holding a camera. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. come on now. It, and it's it's like it's like it was shot this way. Like it was like framed and everything this way. So it just sort of looks a little. It's a bit, off. It's a bit silly. Yeah. It's a little bit silly. But at the same time, silly. like I'm just glad it's easy to it's in an on an easy to watch like streaming service like it's all there that's true so i can just power through it i don't have to like change discs or anything because i I have got someone's full series of like angel but like i every time i look at how many discs it is i'm like i'm not doing this i it just reminds me i've got the buffy one somewhere um and it just reminds me though of like those fucking like horrible but awesome menus that like go through the graveyard and like yeah just, god it was so just funny the nostalgia of dvd menus at all like i know DVD obviously menus and special features yeah like yeah oh like god. obviously they still had menus for you know blu-rays and all that but there's something special about especially like tv show dvd menus they just they went all out on them like it was just yeah the buffy one in particular is one of my favorites because it's like what if we made a bad cgi video game <laughs> and that was your menu to go the harry potter ones are also very funny because they actually do have games oh that you gosh. can play on them and they're very funny and horrible like it's just <laughs> it's bad it's like using your dvd remote to like navigate through hallways and shit it's fucking it, so funny it reminds me of how disappointed you would be sometimes when you put a dvd disc in and it just it starts up and it says like the episodes and you just pick which one to watch. You're like, come on, yeah, oh, come put in on. some effort. Yeah. Not even, but like at least put like the theme song over. Yeah. Because the Breaking Bad ones, I, feel, I like that. The Breaking Bad Blu-rays, I like that. But I'm like, I don't care, it's Breaking Bad. And then, But then it's like, let's give you a little bit of that music and you go, oh, yeah, here we go. Reminds me of the, uh, the Scrubs one that just like runs the theme song. On oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Just leave that on loop. Yeah. They had some good animated menus as well. They did. But um, you know what? That's that's enough. It's time to talk about video <laughs> games because that's what we're here for, not to talk about Buffy or like DVD menus or whatever it is we're going to waste time yeah, with because we're a video game podcast. So let's get into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So the quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And what we've been playing is... I think across the two of us, ridiculously large and long video games. Yeah, yeah, it is the year for that. Um, it's not even it's, it's not even just the year. It's like the two month window for that. That's very true. Yeah, it's it's not because yeah, like the start of the year, I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. Oh, Hi Fi Rush, a nice tasty little ten hour treat. Like that's nice. I'll I'll just gobble that one up. And then they're just like, fuck it, Tears of the Kingdom, baby. <laughs> oh, bam. Just like right in front of you. Um, it's like, how much? How long is this going to take me? This is like, fucking depends, mate. <laughs> yeah. How much do you want to play? Si- <laughs> how sidetracked do you want to get? <laughs> not not even root. Not even how sidetracked do you want to get? How easily distracted are you? And in that game, yeah. it's like everything's a distraction and it just leads to more it's- distractions. It's very bad for me. Like, it's just, I can't, oh, god damn. Like, so, I guess since we're talking oh. about it, again, we, I don't think we, I know it's been out for a month now, but I still want to avoid going spoilery too much for people who are listening. 
I finished yeah. it, so you don't have to worry about spoiling anything for me, Joel. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe we'll... I reckon we'll talk about at least some of the, the core story locations, I guess. Like, the four the four things. I won't talk about what which the, ones, but they the, will be coming the, up in this conversation. The possible beep sightings, yes. I guess, is the, the quest that's uh, called, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a good time to update because I mean I've talked I don't think I've talked about it since our story mode episode. Mm. And that was you know what? It was nearly a month ago. So Joel, let me know how how, how are you finding Tears of the Kingdom? It's been long enough. We've left it we let it sit for a while. Um, yeah. There surely will be a spoiler filled episode down the road. So um Yeah. Let me know how yeah, you're going, sure. Joel. Fill me in. Fill me in. Look, it's I mean, I've said this before, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people have said it. It's like, Nintendo took, like, a near-perfect game and made it better. Like, it's, it's just... It's insane how how this game functions and how it works. I don't, I don't understand. On a Switch. And, <laughs> on a Switch as well. But, like, it's still surprising me with certain things. Like... I did something tonight with one of the um, the abilities that you have, like the not the core, not the puripad abilities, the other abilities that you have, like the your little companions that you have traveling with. Oh you yeah, 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 yeah. After yep, a while, yep. okay, yep. Um, I don't know. Should I like just talk about that? Was, yeah, talk about the companion abilities because I mean I think that's fine at this point. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I accidentally, which always happens, accidentally activated one of them, which was the um, um, uh, Prince Sidon, or yeah, Prince Sidon's um, ability. <sighs> yep. So and, this is a good point. Yeah. This is a good thing to bring up, Joel, because this is one. If if you were like, Kyron, I want you to say one thing you don't like about Tears of the Kingdom. I yep. would be immediately on the companion abilities. I hate them. Every single time I have one out, I'm just like, I'm just going to go pick up this item. And it's almost like you could watch my, like Link is reaching for it. He's like nearly there, just about there. And then like Sidon steps in front of it. And then it's just like, oh, and now I'm encased in a water bubble. It's not what I wanted Sidon, but I just wanted to pick up that apple. But this is what I am yeah. now. No, the worst one is when you've got like a few apples on the ground and, and you're you, trying to pick them the all bird. up and you're spamming it. And, no, no, because the, the bird, the bird is bad, and then just yeah. like blows them everywhere. You're like, right, wow, no, that's great. No, there's that, but also the one that scares the shit out of me is the fucking Goron one because then I activate that and because I'm spamming the button, <laughs> it just goes <laughs> in front of me, and I'm like, Jesus, like. Scares the shit out of me so every time. I eventually just stopped using them because <laughs> I got sick of them. I just, I do, I love them. And I think that, yeah, this, if this is going to be one thing that whatever we see from Zelda next, if they do tend to do something like this again, because I like the concept of it. I like, it's so fucking anime. Like, it, like how it is like, and even the cutscenes are so like, oh, I'm trying to improve my father. I'm, I'm trying to impress my father and he'll never be impressed with me, but I want to do my own thing. And then, oh no, we did the thing and now he's impressed with me. It's like, um, I love that. And even the way that it's shot and like some of the, the movements and the blocking of the characters, it's so anime and I love it. I love their sort of leaning into that almost silliness of it. Um, But I feel like, yeah, reworking how those work, I think... For the most part, the D-pad doesn't get that much of a workout, really. See, you, 
for me, how I would have done it, but I, I, it's tough because I, I don't know how practical it would be ultimately. But they feel like they'd be perfectly suited for like a little wheel, like how you've got the wheel for your abilities and stuff. Um, so I don't know if you could like have it so you hold down the shoulder button to bring up that wheel and maybe tap the right shoulder button to flip across to the companions. Just because yep. I know it's it's great that you can disable them and enable them when you want them to be on or off, but it just it is a pain in the butt. I will say that the um the bird one is amazing in the end game if you find the items to upgrade them because he becomes like a crack shot with that bow. <laughs> oh really? Wait, you can upgrade them. Yes, I, there are items in the sky, Joel. That's what I'll say. This is news to me. Yeah, and you've got to explore you've the sky. Me, you've given me yet another thing to distract me. Yeah, you're welcome. Congratulations. Um, I did not know that actually. That's okay. Interesting. All right. I think you'll. I, I have won't, been up I in the sky a little bit. What they're called, but like when you pick one up, I think you'll you'll know immediately. But they are. I think they're all tucked away in Sky Islands. Because I've been doing, like, that's what I've been doing most recently is, like, like collecting armor sets. And, like, granted, I've been using walkthroughs for some things just because I'm like, oh, I want to find some stuff. Like, and I personally, for me personally, I don't think it ruins the magic because you still get to go do the thing. Um, and, like, I'll, and usually I'll start it with being like, all right, I'm looking for this sort of thing. I'll read the first part where it's like, it's in this location. And I'll go, okay, I'll go there. And then something will happen there that I didn't read about. And I'll go, oh, that's really cool. So I'm yeah. still getting like that sense of discovery. Just, I'm just, I need a little bit of a push along sometimes. Yeah. No, Especially because I'm just like looking at my watch going, fuck, this game is yeah, long and it, very big. It is incredibly long. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have the little the prods. Just like go and be like, hey, just go to this area. It, it does help. Um, and again, like usually in doing that, as you said, you'll find the finger after, but also God knows what else, like Koroks or like well, quests or. That's it. Or even just like resources. Yeah. And, and Caves like, or. Yeah. It's it, wells. Wells. Yeah. Another fucking thing you look for. Um, taking photos, which I've just started doing that because I've had a couple of quests that have popped up that have required me to take photos of things. I love um, the photo stuff. Like I. I've got a sick fucking Gleo glider now which is pretty rad pretty happy with that i'm using my favorite glider of um, all time um, i'll never change it because it's the hudson one yeah yeah I'm, yeah I, I do like that one i am a um, unapologetic shill for the hudson company i will hudson say and sons i will say i have stopped doing some of those old mate holding up the signpost quests <gasps> joel you because- monster Oh boy, some of them I'm just like, I don't, I, I, I generally encounter them at, at like later in my gaming session of, of a night where I'm just like, <laughs> I can't yeah. fucking think. And I, Mate, do like, I, I, don't like, know, I don't know how you got yourself in a situation, but oh, you're an idiot. And like, I can see what they're trying to get me to do. I just can't quite put it together. And I like, I'll cobble something together with Ultra Hand and just be like, Oh, it's not working. It just like falls in one spot, and I'm like, I've got no more fucking resources to like. I'm just gonna build like a fucking bomb shelter around it just to <laughs> hold it in place. But even then, like it'll fall like a slight bit, and he goes, ah! and you're like, mate, fuck you. And I legitimately like the moment that I did that, I, I was doing one, and I spent about forty minutes oh, trying no. to do it, and I'm just like, I and he, every time when he does that, like. Ah! Mr. President, I'm almost like, 
you know what? Fuck your president. Addison. You can stay here. Yeah. Addison, help me to help you. Help yeah, me to help like, you. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. Get your fucking shit together. And I was just like, you're on your own, mate. See ya. Like, <laughs> so imagine Addison like, watching you leave, just like holding the sign, being like, he'll come back. I've got, like, this, oh. I've got this four heart restoring dish I'll give him. It, oh god like they were charming at first but then like they, they, when i realized like the amount of them that there were i was just like oh but again son of a bitch but, again they're like the koroks right where they're just like another little thing that you can engage with if you want and it makes you it does make you think when you're using the building materials because obviously a lot of early ones you find it's just like oh just like prop you up with like some planks and stuff or whatever but there are several later on that really make you think about how to like keep it upright or maybe realizing that it can fall forward a little bit and you won't notice. Like, it's, I don't know. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah. There are a lot and the rewards are minimal, but I think because the rewards are minimal, you don't feel bad not doing them. Right. That's exactly right. Like I, I know that if like, I don't have to do all of those to get some fucking super duper awesome armor set or reward item or whatever. I'm just like, cool. Like, if I am in the mood to do one, I'll, I'll, and I can look at it and go, yeah, I can fucking knock something together for that. Like it's, I'll do it. But yeah, some of them just like, oh, this. and in a lot of ways that makes them less offensive than the Korok seeds because when you, you see the Korok seeds, you're like, well, I really want to carry more weapons. So I guess yeah. I better do this. <laughs> yeah. I, I must admit, I've been pretty neglectful of the Korok seeds this time around. It's only every now and then I'll like I'll just be walking along somewhere and I'm like, ah, there's a rock there. Probably shouldn't be a rock there. Pick that up. Ah, fuck you. I found you, you piece of shit. See, I'm I was the same, but then I ended up finding all these little extra puzzles that I was like, like for example, if you find a like a, a shed, like a little cover, right, and the roof has like a gap in it, and you see next to it there was like a I saw like a plank of wood that fits perfectly in the gap. I was like, yeah, I wonder if and i did it and it was a korok i'm like are you, are you bastards pieces of shit yeah so between those um, ones and the ones where there's like a a thing corked into a hollow log and it's got like a little dangly part hanging out of it i was like what if i seek a rocket to this and shoot it off yep those are koroks too i was just like all right this is my hell uh, now it's yeah um i will say like uh there's been some really fun quest lines and stories throughout the, the, this game in this world. Um, one that it wasn't until we were talking, the last time we spoke about it, I realized was, uh, integral. Um, I really like the master Yiga, um, quest line. Oh, um, Koga. Yeah. Master Koga of the year. Yeah, that's right. He's fun. And Jesus Christ, does his boss theme slap? It fucking does. I love that track. (laughs) An absolute banger. Because it's so tonally different to everything else you're hearing in that game. And it just kicks in. You're like, oh, yeah. All right. I'm like tapping along to him. You're like, yeah, I'll I'll fight you, mate. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, I know you hit me. The fight's going to go for a bit longer. Here's a song longer, though. Um, I, I do like the escalation of, of the more like elements and things that they introduce to each of those boss fights. I've done three of them now, I think. And again, he's another one of those, like they use him as a way to show you what you can build. It's like, he made yep. this, so could mm-hmm. you. So it's just yep. like, yeah, it's clever. And it is cool too, because when you do one of those, you get a schematic stone, as yeah. well, a schema stone at the end of it as well, which is pretty cool. Um, 
and, and it gives you like I like the schema stones because they're like they're a template, but they're not perfect. They you can sort of build upon them and but, make them even better. Yeah, I was gonna say you can do that, but they also on a, like stand alone fine as well. So if you find yourself, you know, obviously you need lots of zonai to do it, but there were plenty of times where I was in a situation where it's like I just I just need a boat. I would just go into my schematics, yep. whip out the boat, and like cool, done, good, finished. Yep. And I've gotten into the habit of like, if I've built something and I'm like, I really like what I've built here and I feel like this will be handy in future, it's like favorite. Yep. One just of the, add that to my little list. One of the first things I saved as a favorite was I, um, I think it, I think it, I'm all certain it worked. I like stuck two rockets together. I was like, cool, save it as a favorite. Now I, said, <laughs> now I can just make rockets out of Zonite. <laughs> like, sweet. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, it's, yeah, like it, it's, it is insane the scale of this game. Um, it's, I, I, I found, I find upgrading the armor sets to be a little bit tedious. Yeah. No, um, I mean, you're not wrong. Cause usually it's just like, you go to the great fairy and they're like, oh, you need these items. And sometimes you'll look at it and be like, I don't want to go and pick up flowers or catch fireflies. Or even like, like it's like star fragments. I was like, I've got three of these. Yeah, those things are rare. The course of the game. Like it's, just wait and till you one get of to them, the ones that need dragon scales and stuff, and you're like, all right, time to go dragon hunting. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I've upgraded, I think the highest armor sets I've upgraded is to like level two, I think. Um, there may be one piece that's like level three. It pays off uh, when they're maxed, I'll tell you that. The defense is it, real nice. Yeah, I. that's what I'm fucking, that's what I want to do it, because it's. I, I need something like a chunky bit of armor. I'm just trying to figure out which one, like, which set or which combination of items I want to sort of maximize myself with. Um, I've got the full barbarian set now, which is good. And I do like that. Um, There's a, ni- got- a nice, like easy one to upgrade. It's a bit demanding on Amber, but it's like the Hylian set, like the leather set. That one mm. upgrades pretty well. You need a lot of um, Amber for it, but Amber's pretty common. You can, yeah, you can farm that pretty easily. Um, Basically, I I, I I had the um I had the cape on. I had, I got, I got the blue shirt back, the champion shirt. Yep. I and I was that. wearing, one of the uh, attack boosting pants. I'm not sure if it's from a set, but I'm not sure if you've gotten yet, so I won't say which one. But it's a okay. When I saw the set was in there, I'm like, shit, I want that set so bad. I got um I did, so I did all the labyrinths as well. Oh, see, um, I haven't done that yet. I've done yeah, one of them. So. It's it's a pretty fucking cool armor set. Like it, the the bonus it gives you, I don't find. I think if I was hunting resources, I think it would be good. Like is specific that, resources. That's one that gives you. Is it stealth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I know. I remember so, what set that is. Because I I I stumbled into a well just before I was playing just before we recorded, and um, I stumbled into a well, and it was three fairies in there, and I'm like, oh, I'm shit at sneaking up on stuff here. So I was like. Uh, and it's good that I was like, I need to mark it on my map actually, so I can come back there willy nilly and just stock up on on fairies. I don't know how frequently they'll come back, but um, yeah, I I I was like, oh, I'm really bad at sneaking. I was like, wait a second, I've got a full armor set, and it gives me a boat. Oh, and like chuck that on, and it looks great. Like it's a really cool looking armor set. Um, but yeah, I've found some of the other arm pieces of armor that like 
I was like, huh, there's some cool stuff so, here. What's cool about some of that armor is it actually, in the first one, and I think in this one as well, you can unlock it with Amiibo, but I love that it's still hidden in the world for you to find if you don't have them, which is just mm. so cool. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Like, yeah, every time I pick up one like that, I'm like, oh, this is a, this is going to be a good one. And I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, oh, like, that's really neat. I like how they've sort of incorporated... Like Zelda history into the, into yeah, this game, absolutely, um, absolutely, in a lot of ways, and they've always been pretty good with doing that sort of stuff. But I think, like since Breath of the Wild, I think they've been really leaning into it and doing it in fun ways that reward you and and make it mechanically worth your while instead of just being like a a, a nice little nod. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, it's this game's a fucking it's it is an all timer. Like it's. It is incredible. Like, I think about playing Breath of the Wild for the first time and, and like, we've talked about it before, like, that those being in the moment of everyone playing it and everyone talking about it and everyone discovering what you could do with things like that. I feel like that's happened again with this, but I just feel like as a, as a game and also as a toolbox, it feels more complete. Um and I just, I, I don't know. It's just, it, I don't know how they're getting it to, like, I know it's not running at 60 frames, but, like, it feels like it sometimes, I mean, and that's enough. Like Even just the fact that the Switch is running this game and its physics engine, like, at all, really. Mm-hmm. And sure that, like, the, the reason the sky islands are so high and the depths are so deep, you know, it's to sort of mask the loading, but I don't, like, if I made a list, right, at the end of this year of, like, top 10, I don't know, I guess, experiences, you can bet that the vibe, the feeling of diving into the depths when that music, that, like, jingle kicks in and you go, you just fall down into, like, black is absolutely yeah. one of the, the best, the coolest things I've done this year in a video game. I, I, and when they level up even more when you do those labyrinths, because like yeah. you do one, you go to one and you're like, all right, I remember these from the first game and they're like kind of busted and you're like, okay, this is interesting. And you do that and I'm like, oh, that was pretty easy. I like the fact that like the narrative that's running through there is like the, uh, the, um, the Zono research team are like looking for things. Yeah. I actually met that person after I'd done all three of those. Um, I actually hadn't spoken to that character and I was like, oh, I cool. I love the game the- that you do that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's, Oh, I've just been fucking reading your diaries everywhere <laughs> and f- following your trail of acorns through labyrinths. Um, I was like, that's really neat. Um, but yeah, you get to the center and it's like, all right, you fucking did it. It's, reward's not here though. Go up in the sky. You're like, what? Like, Go up. It's like, how? It's like, figure it out. You figure it out. Okay, okay cool. All right. And then you have to like, like chart a path through the sky islands to try and get to like, the sky version of that. And then you go, cool, you finish that, you get into the shrine, you're like, they're like, all right, cool, final test. You're like, what? And like, yeah, dive from the top all the way into the depths. And you go, so cool. Holy shit, this is fucking awesome. You just like skydive from the height of the, the fucking skybox all it's the great. way down to the depths. And it's just cool to see that you can do that. And like you said, it is to mask loading and things like that, but it's still seamless. Like you still. Yeah. 
you go and, from one spot can, to the other. And like you can move around, you can change your direction mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So yep. it's it makes it a very it's a very cool experience, just like doing a massive dive like that. Yeah, Tears of yeah. Kingdom is it's gonna be a brutal game of year discussion with Tears being as good as it is. Mm. It, every time I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh, is it really that good? Like something else happens <laughs> and I go, or like I'll do another story beat and I'll go, fuck, this is good. Like I've done all the tea, like the, the dragon's tears now. And like so good. how that pays off is fucking insanely cool. It's one of the um, coolest moments in a Zelda game. I think the way that all plays out. Mm-hmm. And I think it like the narrative is interesting. Like it's genuinely every time I get one, I'd be like, "Ooh, okay, I'm ready for a nice new little tidbit of yeah. information here." So that's the interesting thing, right? It's taken the idea they used in Breath of the Wild, where it tells the story through memories, but because mm-hmm. it's not just Link getting his own memories back, and they do it a different way, I think it just works way better. Obviously, the content mm-hmm. is more interesting, and everyone's favorite Numero Uno Big Bad is featured a couple of times and it makes his presence very, very known. Uh, everyone's favorite thick boy. Yeah. Everyone's favorite hunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a big boy, big thick boy. Which I guess isn't a secret because he was in the last Nintendo direct, but yeah, every time, anytime Ganondorf shows up, I'm just, I'm like, all right, let's go. What do we got? What do we got? Yeah. And there's some pretty fuck in those memories. Like there's some pretty fucking brutal moments. There is. Like I was kind of surprised a couple of times. It's super, and where it like ends off before you get the last one without sort of saying anything, it ends on a pretty bleak note. Like it's, shit is well and truly fucked. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it makes that sort of journey even more rewarding. And, and let me just tell you, yes, Joel, it makes the conclusion even better. Fuck, I'm so excited to, to get to it. But I'm also like, I don't know if I'm ready to get to the end of it, but also I am very much ready to get to the end of it. Um, I've got one more of the the four main locations to sort of, I haven't been to that particular area. I, I've been to that area and started that quest line, but I haven't finished it yet because it told me to do something at the, the night that I got to that point and I was like, I can't be fucked doing this. <laughs> like I'm going to go fucking look for some more armor. Fair. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's fun just, like, booting it up and just being like, all right, tonight I'm going to do this thing and then going in with the intentions of doing this one particular thing and not doing it and doing everything else around it uh, and still finishing that, putting the controller down and going, I do not feel like I've wasted my time. Yeah, like, I've, like- I've, I've very much enjoyed my time with it. Nice. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to talk about a lot about it, Instead, I will use this opportunity to direct you to head of a look at, give If you've got Spotify opening and you're listening to this right now, uh, just tap a little story mode into your into your search bar there and go look up their last episode because it was a big old Final Fantasy 16 episode. Uh, I was on that. I talked a lot about playing 16, which I had been doing this past week. Uh, but because I'm on that episode talking about it, I won't talk about it much. But if you want a hook, I'll save it. I'm liking it. But I have notes. <laughs> Interesting. I have notes. Okay. I'm not on the team of people who were, you know, decrying it for not being a Final Fantasy game. Oh, yeah. But well, there are definitely true. things I love about Final Fantasy that are absent from this game. But the story is great. The characters are great. The music is god tier. Combat is fun, but feels a bit shallow sometimes. But it's fun and flashy mm. at least. But 
yeah, I'm I'm kind of all over the shop. I think I'm about, I'm about halfway through now, or so the PlayStation tells me, because this game doesn't have an in-game clock, so I'm running it entirely by what the PS5 says. And the game right. says I've done like 23 hours and I'm 52% complete. I'm like, sure, PlayStation, if you insist, yep. I guess I'll believe you. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, I was curious about the combat because as much as I loved it in the demo, I was curious how much they would like build upon it. They um, definitely do. But mm. again, <laughs> go listen to the story mode episode. But the gist of it is yep. I kind of miss the strategy. I like the strategy of RPG combat. And because it's obviously action-based, um, it doesn't really have that complexity, which isn't always necessary. You know, every Final Fantasy can be a bit different. And like, honestly, I'll probably get my fix of that next year in FF7 Rebirth. But yeah. I am feeling its absence. Like, it does it does kind of suck to not have elemental strengths and weaknesses to worry about. It's kind of a bummer. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm still liking it. It's just, I'm liking it, but have notes is my is my pitch. <laughs> I'm excited to get to it because I think I th- I think at this stage, once I finish Tears of the Kingdom, it will be the next game that I dive into, which I don't know if that's a really good idea or not. Um, it's look, depending- it's it's smaller. It's definitely smaller than Tears. Okay. Um it's opening like I would say no way it's opening third is pretty linear, so it's got okay. you on a track. Uh it's open up a bit of a point I'm at now, but it is definitely feeling like more of a sort of FF10, FF13 sort of experience where it okay. takes you through a story. And I figure it's going to get to a point where it's like, cool, now, you know, you can go further now or you can sort of explore this world more fully. But um, yeah, I, I think you'll you'll probably enjoy it. I feel like it's going to be a really good entry point for people who are curious about Final Fantasy as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's that like, for someone who's like a very, very casual uh it, fan of of final fantasy like my knowledge stretches to playing most of the original seven playing seven remake and that's about it i'm so Um, glad you brought up the original seven because it's all it's definitely got given me like one of my favorite joel memories oh god damn it of you was it emerald weapon you tried to fight it was fucking was it ruby no it was emerald was emerald okay all right, because I just remembered very distinctly was, being I, online. This was back in the days of MSN Messenger to date this, just in a way that makes me feel worse as well, Joel. So it's sort of a win for you. So that's oh, yeah, you great. It makes me feel so much better. Yeah, but um, just sitting here minding my own business, talking to our good friend Ben, and he um he invites you into the chat and just essentially goes, "Hey, Joel, tell Kyron what you just told me." And you, essentially, you tell us that you were trying, tried to fight Emerald um, Weapon, My, which I guess to explain, way, way earlier than you're meant to. Oh, stupidly early. Yeah. <laughs> and just the belly laughter from the both was- of us. Out of love, Joel, out of love. But it was just so hilarious as FF7 players to be like, hear you come in and be like, oh yeah, so I'm trying to fight Emerald Weapon, but he's pretty hard. Yeah, he's a, he's a post-game boss. <laughs> It's funny because, like, it's before I knew how like games like that work. Yeah, absolutely. Well. So I was just like, "Oh, I've got to this part. I'm going to go try and fight this fucking thing because I'm here." And it doesn't. And it doesn't tell le- you that it's optional. No. It's, it's like the game's letting me do it. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I hadn't experienced something to that level. I'm a <laughs> bit more wiser now. Yes. I, I sometimes I wonder why I continue to do 
put myself out there like this because I just keep giving everyone far too much ammunition. But we we love you for it, Joel. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy. At, at least it's not. I, at least I know this isn't gonna like fucking be the rest of the episode. I'm gonna sit here and just like cry myself after I turn my camera off. <laughs> it's fine. Joel, Everything's fine. Just look forward to the, the weapons showing up again in the in the remakes. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, God damn it. As soon as I do, I'm just going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> Not today. Weapon, I'll see you in the post game. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm coming back later because I know now not oh, to fucking God. go anywhere near you. Yeah, God damn it. Um, um, but, but yeah, so yeah. go go and check out this week's story mode. You can hear a bunch of us chat about FF16. No yes. no spoilers. So we just, we just throw a bunch of thoughts and ideas out there. Jesse asks us questions. So yeah, just a, it's a good it's a good listen. Um, that might be my weekend listen, I think. Oh, there you go. We've got ourselves one. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to finish it and just sort of talk it out in full because... I am really enjoying the story. It's just the other stuff is not disappointing me, but I kind of hoped for more. But um, yeah. The other game I've been playing is also yes. a time sink. And I mm-hmm. played it in between Tears and FF16 launching. I played through its story to completion. And I've now now I've done that. I'm at the casual grind of it, so I can like take it a bit easier. Yeah. But um, I played Diablo 4. Um, I think I mentioned it last week as a game I've been playing. So now it's finally time to talk about it. It seems like a good week. Diablo 4. Now, it is always a weird time when you go and pick up a Blizzard game because in the back of your head, you're like, Ugh, fuck. Yep. Yep. Damn it, Blizzard. But yep. they made a damn good action RPG is what I can say. So Diablo 4, for those who aren't familiar... Action RPG, all focused around loot. Numbers go up. Pretty basic stuff. The yep. difference is, whereas Diablo 3 was... I would say it was very snappy and arcadey and fast-paced in how it felt. Um, this one is not that. This one slows it down. It um, it puts you in an open world, you know, large interconnected areas. Um, quests, like full-on proper like RPG-style quests and all that. Yeah, they've definitely tried to make this world feel more fleshed out. Uh, the story itself, mm-hmm. again, I won't spoil it, but I actually really did dig the story and Lilith as a villain was great. She was yeah. fucking, she looks, her design is so cool. Yeah, it's fucking sick. And I, it's so good. I felt slight envy because I saw today that Blizzard unveiled their statue for the, um, the hardcore players who hit 100. I was like, oh, that's, Look, that's pretty cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. But what I will say, now I mentioned I finished the story. Now, to be on a statue, you have to hit a um, 100, uh, I think within the first week or whatever, the first 100 players or whatever it was, however it worked. Yeah, you had to hit 100. Now, I finished the story and I was on about level 50. And that was about 30 hours or so. Mm. And from there, it's really slowed down. Much like my interest, I guess, which sucks to say. Yeah, okay. So, what I liked about Diablo 3, and I know it's not for everyone, I kind of love that it's just, like, colourful explosions, like, snap your fingers, you're always picking up loot. I kind of dig that. Uh, and, mm-hmm. again, I totally get if you don't, you know, because, like, the the loot becomes relatively pointless at certain points in Diablo 3. Um, obviously, when you get to the end end game, it slows down, but 
in this one, because I'm just starting out the post-game grind, and I'm sort of like mid-50s, I feel like I've been using the same gear for a while, and chasing ups takes longer. And because of how you're... So basically, because you played the beta, so you know how the skill tree works, right? You invest your points in. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got a set amount of points. And once you spend all those, it's like, cool, this is my build. But then the game sometimes will just be really cruel and drop you a piece of gear, which is for a completely different build. And you're like, well, I can't... Okay, I want to try that. But to do Mm. that, you have to go into the skill tree and, like, spend gold to reset all your stuff. And I just kind of am sick of that, honestly. Right, yeah. It's, yeah... it's a step in the. It seems like a step in the right direction, but it it also seems a little bit more like tedious. Like, just let me reset for free because, like, putting the gold price on it mm. is, is kind of. It's first of all, it started seems annoying, but by the end, you have so much gold. Like, yeah, it's 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 pointless to have the cost there. So I'm like, why not just make it free and like. Yeah, and then while I'm at it, can you give us like loadouts like Destiny well, does? It. Because then I can have multiple builds, and I wouldn't feel like I'm being punished for committing to this one playstyle. So this is the thing I'm because I, I, I was very excited to play Diablo Four, but then it came out, and I sort of thought about it and was like, I don't because I, I, that was going to be my next game after Tears of the Kingdom. I was going to probably delay sixteen, but. Two things happened. I played the 16 demo and was like, that's fucking awesome. It's a sick demo. Uh, it's a fucking great demo. And it was great. And it made me go, I really want to play this game. And two, I was like, oh, this is a, for lack of a better word, this is a living game. Like there's, there's constant updates that are coming for this game. It probably wouldn't hurt to let it cook for a little bit and then jump in and have, a lot of stuff to be able to do, but also have it be a bit more fine-tuned um, post-launch. So, yeah. So, what I do appreciate about this appreciate about this game's end game, uh, in Diablo 3, ultimately the end game is you just log into adventure mode, which is where basically you pop into the map and you can visit each of the five acts and do five specific bounty missions and you get a little little goodie bag from one of the characters full of like loot and equipment and stuff, which is neat. Um, otherwise you can run these little rifts, which are essentially like little dungeons you would have to spend a currency on. That's kind of it really. What I like mm. about Diablo 4 is you finish the story, uh, then you've got there are all these like little Lilith altars to collect, which give you bonuses, which are permanent, I'm fairly certain. Uh, you've got obviously the side quest you didn't finish. It has right. all the dungeons around the world have um, aspects tied to them, which are little modifiers you can get and then apply that to weapons and stuff, which is neat. Cool. Um, in the post game, you get these things called hell tides where a part of a map will become like essentially bathed in blood for an hour. And when you're in there, enemies are super hard, but they drop little currency that you can use on chests which will drop which depending on the chest it'll specifically say on the chest if they're like the gloves or a two-handed weapon a one-handed weapon all that sort of stuff um and you basically can just run around there for an hour and just gamble on chests which is really neat it also has its own version of the bounty system where there's a tree that will highlight a particular area and you've got to go over to that area and collect 
I forget what they're called. I think they're like blood marks or something. But you need 10 to get a goodie bag from it. And it just gives you this entire zone with a bunch of different activities to do. And some of them are worth two of those blood things or three or one. Okay. So you can sort of pick and choose what you do. And then you take that back, cash it in, get your goodie bag. So it it does have a fun... Like, and then, of course, it has its own version of the rifts where these are uh, nightmare dungeons, which are essentially a dungeon that you redeem a consumable for... And they'll have, like, modifiers, like, you can only revive 12 times, champions always have ice elemental properties and all this sort of stuff. Um, okay. Which is cool, that's neat as well. And all of that is really fun, but I just feel like I'm getting better loot slower, and the XP grind feels like it's slower as well. Now, I think they are tweaking it in the future, which is great, mm-hmm. because the other reason I'm apprehensive about getting fully invested is they did announce recently how the seasons are going to work. Um, I think the first season starts in July sometime. It will be similar to, to Diablo 3, where you start a new hero, which is, in Diablo 3, was fine, right? You start a new hero, and you start just bouncing around the map, chewing through experience like it's candy, until you're redeeming Paragon points. No problem. Uh, but in this one, basically, your character will start at level 1, and you have to sort of start the 1 to 100 grind again. And assuming there's no quicker ways to do it, Getting to 50 alone was a very long experience, and right. it isn't going the... Again, I'm not doing this intentionally. It's just like, when I compare a seasonal game to a seasonal game, I'm going to go back to Destiny. Obviously, completely different beasts, different games. It's not doing the Destiny-style seasons, where it's like a little seasonal story, as far as I know at this stage. Instead, you will be put back in the open world, you can play through the storyline again, or just bounce around doing side quests and endgame activities. And that's fine and all, but I don't know. I don't know. I think... I don't know why I was hoping for little story nuggets. I guess it's because, again, it's just because of Destiny, but... Yeah, right. The idea of, like, running another character back to 100 just for the same story again, I'm like, I don't know. Like, again, you don't have to do the story. You can do all the other stuff instead, but... yeah. The main thing, if you wanted a big commitment, it's just running the storyline again, and that kind of bums me out. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the Diablo games are all usually they could have adapted that, uh, adopted that Destiny sort of storytelling method, but like, you know, that in twelve months' time we're going to get an announcement about DLC for this, like an oh, expansion pack. There's two expansions so, coming. Well, that's it. There you go. So, like, it's, it, you know, it's, that's where all that shit will be. And it's, that's how they've always done it. So, I guess they're sort of sticking to that method. Maybe because they didn't want to try and, they wanted to try and avoid the comparisons between it and Destiny. So, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm kind of glad I'm letting this one cook a little bit because I am excited to play it and I, I do. I do really want to play it because what I what I played of the beta was really great. Like everything you said, like the story is super dark and real fucking bleak, and I I really liked I really liked that. Like that opening cutscene is fucking it's so, it's chilling. So good, it's really good, and it's chilling. What I, I really love it. what I love is obviously in this one you create your own character, and it actually. Mm-hmm. You get to really enjoy that because some of the camera angles you get are super cinematic of like close-ups of your, of your character like talking and stuff. And I'm like, yes, yeah. like this is an isometric game, but you know that you let me make a character and you're happy to showcase it. And it shows you in like whatever gear you're currently wearing. And it's just, 
good it's like massive thumbs up blizzard i got some amazing like screen caps just like slapping down that's that the um screenshot button on my ps5 just from like cool shots that i had it's cool like how, too how like it does go from like isometric game to into the cinematic and just like slowly zooms in sort of like sometimes where it yeah. just zooms in and comes down to like character level and then the cutscene will start you're like oh and like characters will be talking as it's doing that zoom so it's yeah. not just like a weird awkward zoom but like it's yeah it's a nice transition from like all right i'm going into a, a story beat now um whether it be for the quest or for the, the overall story and yeah i like yeah i i i really want to play this and i like i really do um i i kind of wish i had a steam deck i don't know if it runs on steam deck or anything like that but um having this like handheld for all that sort of like you know just i could pick it up anywhere and just play it that's why i love it because i played through diablo 3 on switch that's where i played through that entire game on switch um and it was great like it was so good for that just being able to be like yep cool all right got a couple hours to kill i'll sit here i'll put a podcast on and i'll just fucking bang through a couple of dungeons or a couple of quests here <laughs> yeah um and yeah like i loved that like so yeah the the commitment of sitting down and actually i don't know that's that's just how my brain works nowadays yeah but i think um, that's also partially why they've i don't know if it's exactly why why it, it could be why they built the game this way because it does feel more like an rpg sometimes not all the time yeah. as opposed to whereas again when i when i really do view diablo 3 I don't really think of a story mode because in the story mode in D3, I was just like, whatever. I don't really, I don't really care, yeah. honestly. Just let me do the fun stuff with the adventure mode. But this one story I was actually very, you know, invested in and the characters are, and the voice acting is quite good. And again, Lilith, it's worth it for Lilith alone. Lilith is great. Um, I, 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 I don't have room for collectibles, but I would not say no to a, a reasonably sized Lilith statue because she just... Yeah. Absolutely, like, when I look back at, like, some of my favourite characters from this year, like, Lilith will be pretty high up there. Which is impressive to say, because there's been some pretty fucking cool characters this year as well. We have been eating very well, and we haven't even finished our meals yet. There's more to come. Uh, there's so, yeah, like, I've got a, I've got fucking, I'm taking my time with my meal, and I've also got a backlog. <laughs> uh, I'm eating at the, at the, one of the kitchens from Overcooked, and they're just fucking whipping plates out to me yeah, and I'm, I'm just, like I'll I'm, get to it I'm imagining you like enjoying your dish slowly and there's just like a waiter standing next to you was like looking unimpressed just like come on dude hurry up yeah. <laughs> I'm at a sushi train and they keep putting sushi onto the train but I'm just really enjoying this one your, piece um, of sushi right now which whatever episode of The Simpsons is where Homer's just like picks things up and just nibbles at it just yep yep that's exactly nibbles. what you are like ooh yep. nom 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 Yep, that's it. That's that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I say I'm going to play 16, and I probably will. But then there's also part of me that's just like, but what if you decided to go and pick up Street Fighter 6 and just play fucking Street Fighter Yakuza for a good month? And I'm like, that sounds pretty fucking appealing, if I'm going to be honest. I'm going to get to Street Fighter 6, but I think I might wait for some of the DLC characters to come out. That, that's just me, because I'm curious about going into the online stuff as well. As a gotten for punishment that's, that I am. Yeah, that's not actually not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I there's that, and then there's I like fucking dialogue options. 
indie master here. I've barely been keeping up with what's going on in that scene right now. And I'm like, there's shit coming out. And I'm like, oh, oh man, that looks really good. Oh, it's out? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Um, And then they were like, and then fucking PlayStation this week is just like, you know, you don't have time to play games right now. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what if we gave you Alan Wake Remastered for free? And I go, fuck you, for starters. Like, Alan Wake 2 is not till October, Joel, so you've got time to play. And, and, and Alan Wake, the good news is, it's like a 10-hour game, you know? That's true, yeah. It's not a Tears of the Kingdom, so, but, like, 100 that, hours. The, that's very true. Oh, man. I'll go back to how I was living at the start of the year. Hi-Fi Rush was a fucking blessing it was an absolute joy i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like standing on top of that mountain at the end of the year just being just like high fire rush was really fucking good and everyone's like yeah tears of the kingdom Final Fantasy. i'm like but high fire rush was also really good i agree with you but high fire rush was great it's tough to be high fire rush because i'm not knocking it, really it down is. for anything but to come out at the start of a year is brutal enough for any video game but to come out of the start of a year and then have Tears, um, 16, Spider-Man, a new 2D Mario. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, honestly, it's at this rough. point, even maybe Starfield. I don't know. We'll see. Like, yeah, yeah. it's brutal. Um, um, but Hyper Rush will get its juice. I'm sure it'll pick up some some recognition where it needs it. Oh, it'll be on my list. I will fucking make room for it on my <laughs> list. I will, I will, I, I'm championing that game because... Tango deserve the fucking respect and 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 recognition for being the guys that made the evil within and the evil within too, and then just being like fucking rhythm based action game go, and I'm like with a, an amazing art style and a kick ass soundtrack. I'm like yeah okay cool like yeah, um, which reminds me, I need to go check out because I think they've got merch for that game now, and I need some. I need some Hi-Fi Rush merch. God damn it, Joel. It's, it's one of those games that just popped back into my head and I just go, fuck, I love that game. I've re- I just really enjoyed it. It hit, it, it scratched all the itches that some that I didn't even know I had at that time and just did it so well and just made me smile the entire time. But anyway, we're not talking about Hi-Fi Rush, even though I could very no. easily. We got very sidetracked. We were talking about Diablo. Yes. Um, what else do I have to say about Diablo. It's really fun. I'm playing as a sorcerer because I'm a filthy magic user. Mm-hmm. I Initially, I wasn't enjoying it as much as the wizard from D3, but that's because I love just disintegrates and like throwing out fucking galaxy balls and having up slow orbs. But my wizard, is, my sorcerer is growing on me. I've got a pretty fun build where, and I'm sure it's like, so the problem I have with this game, because it's gone, because I'm now reading builds and all that sort of stuff yeah i'm not right. i'm obviously not playing on the meta because obviously mm-hmm. metas exist in games like these and it's just like look i get it but i'm a simple man and i just want to use my fire floor right which is where i just like basically make a line of fire on the ground to mm-hmm. make my enemies burn and then if they die while they're burning they explode mm-hmm. and um i also have a my ultimate which is like a giant fire serpent dragon which when i tap it it usually 
assuming it hits where I want it to hit, because obviously it's auto-aimed at, at an enemy that I'm looking towards. If I'm lucky, it hits the right enemy. It basically creates a vortex that sucks enemies into that fire pit. And I'm just like, you're all... I'm just sitting here, and I've got a, a, a thing on me, on one of my pieces of gear, that means I heal when enemies are burning. So I'm just like, sweet. You guys keep burning, and I'll sit here and feel healthier. Cheers, guys. It's <laughs> so fucking metal. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm excited, because I'm, I'm probably going to tinker around because i did play as a druid in the beta um and i liked what was there i i kind of want to see what else it's got going for it i have heard of people saying that the, the druid's probably like the uh least exciting i guess for like a better words class it's tough um, because i feel like that's the same thing people say about the barbarian as well mm, that's true yeah but um like I, said, uh, I know Griffin, Griffin McElroy, big fan of the Barbarian in any of these games, apparently. He, um, yeah, and he had, he was talking about some of his builds when they were talking about Diablo 4. And I was like, that does sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> like, that That's sounds the thing. like a lot of fun. A good build can make any of the classes great, which is what I think I'm liking about this game. I've only been running a Sorcerer so far, but my friend's running a Necromancer. Surprise, surprise. And the Necromancer looks like a heap of fun. I've seen plenty of sweet, like, rogues. Yeah, like, every class seems like it's a base level of cool to play. But no matter, even when I'm playing as my character and I see someone run past, I'm like, man, they look, they look fucking rad. Yeah. But the, again, because of the investment, it's like, it's not like in D3 where I'd be like, oh, I'll just go run a roller witch doctor. I'll, I'll level up to, it, it to like, 60 in, like, five minutes. In this one, if I exactly. run a new character, it's like, all right. Back on the grind of fifty, it's and it's just it's intimidating to say the least. It's oh, man, hey, fuck you, video games for being so making me realize how time poor I am. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm really feeling from this terrible. one. Terrible. Yeah, it's 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 so disappointing because I'm like, oh, I just want to be able to play more of this, and I just haven't. Like, yeah, I can't even remember how long it took me to to get through Breath of the Wild, but like. I, I probably still would have been fucking around with it at this stage, but I just feel like there's been nights where I'm like, I've watched something or I've done something else. I'm like, I could have been playing Tears of the Kingdom and I didn't. And I kind of feel guilty in a way that I haven't been playing it. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. I had that happen a few times. I forget what game it was. I mean, it happened to me a lot, actually, at the start of the year when I wasn't playing Dead Space. I was like, right. I really should be playing that Dead Space remake. I've been wanting it for so long. But there was just something else out that I was just like, oh, this is just more fun. I'm just having more fun with this. I'm sorry, Dead Space. And then obviously Resi 4 hit, and that was sort of like the nail in the coffin for Dead Space. That game's so fucking good, it's too. so good. It's, it's no, well, really good. For me, the, the extra wrinkle, as I mentioned previously with Diablo 4, is I'm already pretty invested in Destiny 2. And yeah. the idea of juggling two seasonal games, it makes me sweat. Oh, yeah. And I get and that's where the edge that Destiny has is the story. Mm-hmm. Like, they just had their season, I guess it's their season finale mission. Even though the season goes for another two months, the story wrapped up at this stage this week. And it was a... The season's not been perfect. It's been rough at parts. But the ending was just like, oh, I need that next season immediately. <laughs> like, it ends in a way that, you know, everyone's been predicting a, a particular character that was killed now is incredibly important that we get them back because we need information from them which i'm sure joel can oh. figure out who it is when i say that yeah i figured it out yeah yep. but i feel and- like if, you, if you've if you've watched uh 
Summer Game Fest, I think it was. Like, <laughs> you could probably figure it out. Is that, I'm on the right track, yeah. Oh, we'll have to touch on that. But I'm, um, you, yeah. I, the, and like, so that in itself would normally be a pretty cool reveal. But what I really liked about this finale mission is it also included an extra little conversation at the end with two other characters who were just like, we, this is a monumentally stupid idea. We should not bring this character back. And I was just, I was just really glad they included that in that, in there as well, because again, Destiny, full of problems, you know, servers are really rocky lately. Lots of unknown bands. Communication's been a bit iffy. Lots of concerns about Bungie moving the bulk of the team across the marathon and letting Destiny sort of just like float and coast along. Peter but out, yeah. damn, when the story beats hit, like that that cutscene was just like cool. I guess I'll just open my wallet because I'm in for another season. Like, let me well, know what happens next. <laughs> it's like you know, you sort of comparing. I don't know. I don't even know how to word this, but like because it's been so good before, like like incredible. These it's still very good, but it's just not at that same level because there is a lot of like changing of hands and things like that going on and things are starting to wrap up i guess as well we are on the road um, to the end and the gameplay still slaps like that's the thing and that's where it's sort of like i guess again no, i I, lo- I really did enjoy diablo 4 but when i'm in the in the swing of things in destiny it's just fun and in diablo sometimes i'm just like just let me get to the dungeon where the enemies that'll drop me good loot are i don't want to fight anyone else but the people who give me good loot because i'm literally here for the loot <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's, whereas, yeah, man, yeah, you cannot deny, like, unless you don't even, even if you don't like playing shooter games and things like that, it's, you can't deny picking up a controller or like a mouse and keyboard and jumping into just playing around in Destiny. It's just fun. It's fun. Like it, Bungie it's a lot of good fun. <laughs> And then the more you dive into it, the more you start seeing how things work and peeling back the layers of how you can optimize yourself is very fucking cool. But but also um, the thing that goes against Destiny is the story investment, right? Like jumping in now, we always, every time I talk about Destiny, I have to put that caveat there. It is fun as hell to play, but you're going to be so confused. Like it just dropped. We just had a massive um, cutscene drop explaining the witnesses origins and if you don't know the witnesses like the main antagonist from destiny at this point and has largely been a mystery and now we know how it was how it started and it's pretty it was pretty cool it was a cutscene that i think lightfall desperately needed but at right. least it's out now and bungie have said that even though it's a part of this season when the season goes away the cutscene will stay in the game which is good because it's cool. super critical yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it I happened. I um, kind of am interested in that. Because obviously since... So with this season, one of the promises they had was they would explain the veil, which I'm not even going to try to explain to people who wouldn't like. This is purely for you, Joel, okay? Sorry, people who are listening okay, to this and like, right. what the fuck is a veil? All right. Basically, yeah. Joel, they had... Again, it wasn't much. They had like a mission to explain the veil. Then there was some data entries. And then last week's seasonal mission sent us into a lost sector to kill a random, like, hive person, and then we got this cutscene that just sort of explained the Witness's origins. And I was like, that is, that's a random way to get that incredibly important story beat. I'm glad it's here. But, wow, what a messy way to deliver it in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit messy, uh, bit needed, and hopefully now Bungie... I mean, I shouldn't say Bungie will have learnt, because 
they nailed it in the Witch Queen and they dropped the ball in, the, in Lightfall. But hopefully heading into Final Shape, it's only good news. But more than anything, Joel, I think that's going to be an episode. I think you might be right, Kyron. I think you might be right, which means I'm going to bring this bad boy home. Which you'll, you'll, uh, Joel, you'll nail it. I believe in you. Oh, God, don't. I'm at, uh, look, I'm not feeling like super ungodly tired at the moment. Um, but yeah, who knows? The wheels could still fall off here and most likely will. But thank you if you've gotten this far for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We greatly appreciate you being here. Um, if you like what you've heard, please tell people, tell friends. Pass it on to that co-worker that you know plays video games or is really into Destiny. Um, it was like, these guys like Destiny. Maybe you like them. Uh, pass it on to them. Also, on your podcast platform of choice, please leave reviews, ratings, stars, whatever the flavor of choice is there for letting us know that you like us, basically. That's probably the best way of putting it. Um uh, yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can see us over at Story Mode AUS, um, where we hijack and take over sometimes and, and post some fun things on there. Uh, we also have a TikTok now. Story Mode Gaming has a TikTok account. So I don't even have a TikTok account. So, but I'm on TikTok now. So that's cool. Um, uh, we're both on TikTok now. I, that's fun. I'm, I actually do have a TikTok account because I just uh, I'm there for the memes. Um, yeah, but because I because I don't post anything, like uh, Story Mode now follows me, so it's like cool. I guess I got to follow it. And it's a podcast that I'm on. Oh, good enough. Yep. I, it's what I deserve for not posting anything because I'm not clever enough for it. No, nah, that's the thing. That's what that scares me about it. I do I do what every right minded, intelligent, thirty five year old person does, and I get my TikTok. From my wife, who sends me from Instagram three months after they're relevant. Yeah. Okay. That's how I do things. That's that's fair. That's how I do things now because I am an old man. Joel, Um, respect to you for owning it. Yeah. I'm just like, I I think I heard someone explain that. I don't even remember where that was. I think it was someone on Kind of Funny explained it that way. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I opened Instagram and I have like, 16 unread messages and they're all from my wife and they're all Instagram reels that are just TikToks. Like that's basically it. So posting. Yeah, basically she, she just sends them to me and she's like, I know there's going to be a time where you're going to be bored. You'll just open your phone and be like, I'm going to go through these. And she's a hundred percent right. <laughs> um, so that's how I get by. I can't wait to see myself in three months time when, when, when Ash is just like, Oh, look at this. And I'm like, that's me. That's um, me. It, it me. Uh, but yes, we are on TikTok now. You can follow us at Story Mode AUS on TikTok as well. Uh, if you want to follow our individual accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac, um, where yes, a, a couple of things. It, it, I saw uh, there's a, the, a, a movie coming out called uh, Challenges. I think it's called, um, which is Zendaya's new movie by the guy who made um, or the person who made Call Me by Your Name. Um, and the the trailer looks incredible, but uh, Annie Donna Out of Context posted a, a good a little meme from that. That's pretty funny. But if you want to see my culinary skills, you can go check out the pizza that I made the other night. I made from scratch because I'm pretty good at making pizzas. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like making dough from scratch now in my Thermomix, and it's really easy and quick. And because 
pizza is one of the four foods that my son will actually eat. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a staple in our house. So when I go see that tasty, tasty little piece of uh, pizza that I made, you can go check that out over there. Uh, Kyron, where can they find you? Well, first of all, Joel, I'm going to give you a pass even though it has olives because it did look good. Because mm. I'm sorry, I'm one of those losers. Um, but you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX, where again, much like the last several, several episodes, still not tweeting much because every game I want to not have spoiled for me is big and massive and I haven't finished it yet. Uh, but I did retweet a video from the Twitter account Griefed. It's just a, it's just a really, it was a real like flashback for me. It's just like a, three minute 45 seconds like recap of the history of super smash brothers melee's competitive scene and as i was watching it i was just like first of all god i'm old uh but also just a really informative cool video (laughs) great video yeah i recommend giving it a watch if you're like for whatever reason sitting there thinking man i would like to recap the competitive history of smash brothers melee they've got you covered i retweeted it you can go watch it there's a marker for everyone exactly marker for everything you can you can market yourself to anything. Well, um, and also, before I forget, please go over to our friends at Story Mode and uh, like the Story Mode podcast. Give them all the likes, stars, reviews, ratings, all that fun stuff as well. Because we're on that show sometimes. Karam was on it this week, as I he was. said, talking about Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, and we love them dearly, and we're very happy to be teaming up with them to do some cool shit. So, yeah, please go do that. But I think that's it. And until next time, have a good one, everyone. Options podcast.